0: Hi, guys. It's the RSS Podcast here for episode 19. I'm Matt. He's David. Let's go.
1: We're back. How you doing, Matt? I am freezing. It's, you're, you're over there in a t-shirt. Holy smokes. <laughs> hey. Look at this sun once again. I'm in the sun. Oh area. man. Yeah, it was it was actually flurrying outside earlier. I've drank so many cups of warm beverages. I'm I'm freezing. I almost put on my bathrobe. I was like, uh-huh. I, can't, I can't don that for the pod. That's ridiculous. I can
0: mate. I can tell I can tell you've got um you've had a couple warm beverages. It's uh you came in with a bunch of uh energy there. Just came flying in. Have you seen Godzilla? You know that noise that, the God, that Godzilla makes? When you go there, like that noise. It sounded exactly like that. It sounded really close to that. But yeah.
1: it's okay. We move. Welcome to episode 19, everyone. Uh, we got a big episode, yeah. research-heavy episode. We're really looking forward to it. We're going to be talking about concussion management in sport what is a concussion uh, mm-hmm. what's happening in the research right now pros cons where do we move forward we're really looking forward to that we've done some reading uh we're just excited to share what's happening so stick around for that but first of all i send i i, I was sending emails yesterday at work and and so, and so i i put out this tweet which got bare replies your boys popping off on twitter this is the tweet at which point in january Is it socially acceptable to stop beginning emails hoping they had a good Christmas and New Year's break? Hashtag help. At what point in January are you okay Uh, to stop asking people if they've had a good Christmas and New Year's break, you know? Hi, so-and-so. Hope your Christmas well. (laughs) January 2nd. (laughs) I got some funny replies. I'm just going to read out a couple. Just end it. Let's get moving. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, one person did say that. Mid-Jan. Mid-Jan. Everything is in motion. We're already stressed and have forgotten about it. That's not bad. This is funny. One person said the trick is never to do it, so no one ever expects it of you unless they asked you first, and you reply. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's pretty smart. So this person said eh? sometime in March. That's ridiculous. Uh, This is this is my favorite one. This is my favorite one. We had like January 31st, February 1st. This is my my personal fave if you have not seen or heard from them since the holidays there is no expiration date but if you want one i will say till the next major holiday 4th of july
0: <laughs> what Bru- how are you not seeing someone or being in contact with someone since then
1: also that's not the first major holiday after like what? the 4th of july First of Canada Day comes first. First of first of July, Easter comes first. You got Chinese New Year. Oh yeah, Easter. Imagine yeah. emailing someone in June. Imagine, Major things. <laughs> Matt's birthday. Matt's birthday. Imagine emailing someone in June is May Six. How, how the sixth, literally halfway away from Christmas. Being like, Hi, George. Wait. H- hope you had a good New Year's and Christmas break. What would you do if somebody emailed you that in June?
0: Hectic, in it?
1: And, and and started the email with with that?
0: Well, I wouldn't be speaking to that person, would I?
1: <laughs> well, I wouldn't be
0: speaking to them. Delete. We wouldn't be friends, would we? <laughs> Delete. Like Straight I, to I the wouldn't. Spam. Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I'd be like, well, this guy's, this person's completely lost. This is it. clearly a Let's scam. Get a move on, boy. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 W- um. At, at, so that that's hilarious. Yeah. So people, what? if you're if you're watching us on youtube or or instagram or wherever where what would you say is acceptable you know when can you stop saying or asking in an email starting an email with uh how how was your christmas break how was your new year's break let us know if you're listening if you're watching this on youtube pop it pop into the comments right now um or, or dm us you know toss it in our social medias email us lots of ways lots of ways in uh speaking of youtube reminder that we have a youtube channel that's popping off exciting news this week it, we added someone to the real sports science team didn't we who, who was that matt it was david's brother
0: he's joined us on i want to say his name right but i feel like i might mess it up so i'm very reluctant to say it but um matt Matthias
1: Matthias Matthias you're getting there no it's a struggle
0: Matthias damn it see he's so close (laughs) uh his name's Matthias Matthias Barber um he's part of David's family but he's got my name so we thought he'd be a great fit um to join us he's just half of us yeah made into the producer
1: yeah so he is he's helping us with some producing he's helping us with kind of putting our youtube videos up so he's putting a lot of work in there so go on to youtube because those videos are only going to get better now that we've got him on board subscribe to our youtube channel um follow us on instagram get involved with what's going on and speaking of getting involved weekly quiz that's something that matt started that you guys are loving uh matt matt talk to us about the quiz
0: get involved with the week Get involved with the weekly quiz. I mean, you know, we got ten questions every week on the Monday. Um it gets helps get your brain firing. Or if you want to do it a bit later, you know, settle down. It's like Duolingo almost, but even more fun and rewarding. Um so yeah, just get involved in that. So the winner we've got um so far for the first first one we've done um is Alexandros. Alex back from Powerbase Gym. Um so well done. He's won the first quiz. So he'll be the first winner of that uh weekly quiz. And every month. We're looking to give rewards for first place, maybe second place, depending on how I'm feeling. Um, but yeah, no, really get involved and let's see, what, let's see what the prizes are at the end of the month. That'll be interesting. Um, so yeah, first winner, Alexandros, well done. Yeah, well done. so
1: get involved because every well week done. we're going to be seeing who's, who's won and putting your name in a prize. Hopefully every, every, every few weeks to give out a real, real sports science prize uh and i think the the questions are changing up a little bit too right matt
0: yep yep we're gonna start including some podcast questions so some maybe you'll have to you know like how many golf balls are there on the moon two easy but then the next question will be like how many what color was david's jumper in that episode you know stuff like that that was <laughs> off the dome as well david um you know like what you know and then you know what color was david wearing that day um so it'll be questions like that. So that will get uh, get you guys watching and get you guys more involved and maybe a bit more fun as well. So, yeah,
1: absolutely. So getting involved there. Uh, exciting things happening over the next few weeks, few months on the Real Sports Science podcast. But without further ado, should we get into our topic of today?
0: Yes, let's get involved. Let's get
1: into it. concussion management in sport i think you brought this topic up a couple of weeks ago uh and i think we were just going to kind of breeze by it talking about technology but we thought hang on a second hold your horses toss on the brakes uh we're going to make an episode of this so
0: yeah i'll, I'll just give a little introduction on why we're talking about it um i mean it's it's easy to say that concussion management is just you know concussions have been so prevalent in contact sports that it's been the topic of Books, movies, research—you know—top of many conversations. Actually, with you know the recording team at the studios of those sports, um, and recently, with all the research that has been more pre- more prevalent and that's come out, and um, there's been higher amounts of people that have just started looking into what can we do to manage that without ultimately destroying the sport as a business as well because obviously the easy question oh how do we stop people from getting their heads absolutely blown off in american football let's stop tackling but then their sport's gone you know you can't play tag american football you're not going to watch tom brady want to ping one and then is someone going to tackle the guy by just grabbing his tag as soon as he catches it oh god he's not going to be the you
1: before you threw that he's like no only one hand doesn't count yeah
0: yeah yeah and you're just like this and the commentator's like oh and it's going to be a hit, big hit big hit big hit oh and he's taking his tag right off of his belt <laughs> yeah. you know it doesn't make it interesting Ooh, that was a quick snap off his belt <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you know it, it doesn't it doesn't make it interesting so um yeah so we're just going to dive in we're going to go and talk about a bit of what is a concussion what are the signs and symptoms then what is the current issue so we're going to just dive into what, what what why is there an issue what what is there um that made no sense but we move um and then after we're going to look at what management protocols have been included into these sports to help manage the concussion prevalence um and then also what we what our opinions are on it and finally a little bit of a summary and then what future research or future what people can do in the future about it so yeah what is a concussion david
1: what yeah i thought i would just kind of start with uh what is an actual concussion for people who might not have kind of a idea of what it is, but actually what's what's going on. So blow to the head or neck. Or or more specifically, because it doesn't actually have to be a blow to like there doesn't have to actually be any contact, but a rapid change in direction. So when we're talking about sports related concussions, usually it's a it's a blow to the head or sometimes even the body. And you get that whiplash effect. So it, it's really a rapid change in direction of of your head and that causes brain inside the skull to actually accelerate and hit either you know usually the front of the skull, the back of the skull, or the sides if you get hit from the side. Um or it's a rotation. So again, change of direction, but in a rotational manner manner, which actually causes your brain to to rotate quickly inside your skull. Um so that's kind of like the the mechanism of injury, what's actually happening. But but deep down what's Acutely happening is an energy imbalance. So there's less energy available for the normal functioning of the brain because of two reasons. One, cause possible decreased blood flow due to trauma or swelling um, or some some occlusion uh, from caused by the actual damage of hitting. And two, an increased need for energy to for the brain to repair itself. So because now it's working so hard to repair itself, there's less energy for actual normal functioning. Um, of the brain. So, and, and, and we'll get into this a little bit more, but then the issue over time and over multiple trauma, traumas, traumas, what can happen is, is you can get actual traumas. damage, <laughs> damage to neurons. I think I've had some trauma. Um, you can have, you can get, you, da- <laughs> <laughs> you can get damage to neurons uh, and this can be from mechanical trauma. So being the actual the hitting of the brain against the skull, so the actual mechanical damage of neurons, or death to neurons because of loss of blood flow so i'd i'd say I'd say just before we move on it is like many injuries, previous injury is one of the biggest, if not the biggest risk factor for that same injury, so i usually like in hamstring injuries or a c l injuries like the the leading risk of a hamstring injury is. A previous hamstring injury which kind of sounds silly but it, it's re- yeah. a really important thing to think about because in concussions it's the same and so proper assessment proper treatment and proper a proper return to play program and protocol for the first concussion is super vital to make sure that you decrease the risk of a second and third and further concussions uh Obviously, because you don't want second and third concussions, but but more importantly, uh, multiple concussions is the 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 problem where we see an increased risk for long term serious health impacts, and also the severity of those health impacts increasing when you get you know your second, your third, your fourth um, concussion. So so really. Tr- Really, you know, diagnosing that first concussion properly, treating it properly and making sure that somebody comes back to sport completely healed or is, as healed as you, you can imagine from, from the concussion is really, really vital. And obviously that's, that's the problem, right? Because concussions, you can't look into the brain and be like, oh, it's broken, yeah. like a broken bone or something, right? It's very difficult um, to see And a lot of the impacts from concussions. You know, we can only see post-mortem especially with with um, CTE, chronic traumatic encephalopathy. Um, you can only see that and diagnose that post-mortem. So that's that's a big issue right now with with concussions as well.
0: Say like that's a great way to just put it into sort of bubble, isn't it? Like that's a, what a concussion is, That's what it can lead to. Um, that's sort of the dangers and severity that come with it. Um, and then the current issue surrounding, uh concussions is just that as I said at the start, it is extremely prevalent, and I mean you know you get people who are there on the sideline to help make those decisions to have a little check, so you've got little sort of um tests that you can do in real time to check if that person has has had a concussion but it's 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 such a it's like on a spectrum, isn't it, David? It's so difficult because you get someone who's got a slight knock to the head seems all okay and can continue playing, but in reality that little hit has actually affected him quite a lot. And you can't really see see at that time how big of an impact it has had. But, you know, sideline decisions when... Even I've, I've seen it in many rugby games where a player's clearly had a concussion. But because he's so... it's It sort of then dips... Di- Damn it. It sort of um, dips its feet into sort of a... Yeah, dreadful. Um, it sort of dips its feet into... You know, uh, tactical or technical situation where you this player has to stay on the field. He's such a vital player and in a vital position that if we take him off right now, we could end up losing the game. So say 72 minutes on the rugby clock. Right. You've got eight minutes left. Uh, The number nine has gone down. The replacement number nine. He's gone down, but he looks okay. but he's having a great game and there's eight minutes left and he's we're, we're on an attack. You're gonna. Some people have looked at that play and gone, "Yeah, he's fine. Let's just get him on," because they've got a little radio from the coaches. Mm. Um, I'm saying this as a scenario, but there's been many times where um, the people have got that wrong. People have got that call wrong, and the players continued playing, and then later it could have affected them even worse. Um, mm. So yeah, it is just. And I mean, we're talking about this is at top of the game. So you can't imagine what it looks like at lower levels of the game right where you know like kids playing football you know a kid who loves to head the ball may not think it's anything but as he's doing it the 50000th time it's um, it's actually having a massive impact because there's no one there you're not going to have a physio a top level physio just at uh, under under 15s boys football game for school just watching just to make sure so yeah it, there's it's such a big big issue with so many different detrimental factors
1: yeah, it's so multifactorial as well and and there's so many different facets of concussion that you need to consider, right? Like right there you're talking about pitch side immediate you no know, assessment should this player continue playing immediately or not, right? And and no matter if they say yes or no mm. Maybe they say yes, maybe they say no afterwards. Then it's the assessment of, okay, do you have a concussion? Now they do tests and then, you know, tracking eyes or movement or gait or balance or whatever. And to decide, is yeah. there a concussion there and how severe is it? So then, you know, you gotta make that better and really good. And and how do you do that in, you know, high level, but but more importantly, I would say in in low level, where you don't have the financial backing and ability for all of these, you know, professionals to look at your child. Um And then, and then after Hmm. that, okay, well, now we need, how do you recover from a concussion? And they're like, we could talk about each of those for, for hours, I think, just talking about, you know, what's going on, what's getting better, where do they need to um, improve? But I think overall, there's kind of, I'd say, maybe two two or three themes that kind of go over over each of those one being the issue of are these tests whatever the test is reliable and and valid Mm. Uh, and maybe just for people who are confused about the difference of those two things because i was for for well probably all the time still um reliability if you're talking about reliability, it's the ability for a test to measure something the same in two different times. So I come in once, like and,
0: consecutively, yeah,
1: yeah, consecutively. So I come in in on two separate days, do the same test, and I get the same score, which is right. So it's a reliable test. It measures the same thing at it measures the same thing the same twice or more. So it's repeatable. Validity on the other side, reliability is pretty kind of straightforward. Reli- val- <laughs> Validity is, <clears throat> is a little bit difficult, a bit of a slippery fish, as my supervisor likes to say, um, because that is, is, is what you're measuring or the measure that you get actually measuring <clears throat> what you want to measure if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and that's, yeah, no, get, that's get, a little get, bit more it. difficult because how do you know if what you're measuring is actually measuring what you want to measure? If it's actually telling you something. So, so the classic example is um, if you imagine a dartboard, reliability would be if I take three shots, all those three, all those three, sh- what are they called? Arrows? A uh, dart. Wow, David, I'm an idiot.
0: <laughs> arrows, arrows, nice.
1: I can't nice. believe I just. That's so there's a dartboard
0: there, and I get my arrow, <laughs> and I let it go.
1: Arrows! Oh my goodness, that was ridiculous.
0: Imagine, I'd love to see you turn up with a whole quiver.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm embarrassed. Um. Right, so if you a dartboard, you shoot three darts, reliability would be that all three darts are really closely clustered together. So you're reliable, you shoot it in the same spot. Bah, bah, bah. Validity, although, is that you get it where you want it to go. So if you're aiming for the bullseye, that all three are in the bullseye. Bah, bah, bah. So that would mean it's valid because it's going where you want it to go and it's reliable because all three are there. But what could happen is you could go, mm. you could be really reliable, but they're off like on the wall. Like they're really clustered. Great. Yeah. Super reliable, but it's not where you wanted it to be. Um, so that's kind of the difference between reliable, reliability and validity. That was a massive tangent where I just embarrassed myself. So I'm,
0: I'm reliably <laughs> terrible at, um, school grades and all that. Okay. That sounds good. Yeah. I think I get what you're trying to say. Nice. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. bringing yeah. it into context. Got
0: there in the end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um
1: But so so that's the first I have to remember what we we're actually talking about. So that's the first problem, right? Is are these tests actually valid? Are they actually reliable? Are they measuring what we want to them to measure? And are they repeatable? Uh the second issue is what you're talking about of the of the difference between low level and high level like we could do all this research and and come up with great technology but it's so expensive you know and 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 your your 12 year old son or daughter who's playing football either one uh or ice hockey who might get a concussion they don't they don't have those kind of resources and all the resources that need to be To be have to make those tests useful.
0: Bringing in something you said at the beginning about how a recurring concussion makes it more severe as it goes on. So you're taking these kids who could possibly get like some concussions three or four, let's say, whilst they're growing up, and then they become professional. By that time, when we've got all these tests and everything, they've already had their 10th concussion that hasn't been diagnosed. So on a label, they're saying, oh, this is their first concussion. But in reality, No one knows the true number of concussions they've had since they've started playing that sport, which makes this so, so difficult. But yeah, that's
1: exactly what I was going to say. You just what are we going to do? Nail, nail, hammer. (laughs) Matt. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Exactly, and that's the issue because.
0: <laughs> oh, nice, nice.
1: That's the issue, isn't it? That's the. Ma- I think that is the biggest problem, exactly. Because they get to a place where now they have all the technology. Great, but. But but they've they've already got peas for brains. You know, mashed potatoes in their skull. Yeah. Uh, and that's scary. Yeah. Yeah. And, and and the good thing is i mean i guess the saving grace is is when you're young your 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 brain itself is quite pliable so so there's more of a chance that you can recover and that and that neurons can actually regrow and make connections again if there's the damage um but but still like you know if you're if you're if you're 25 and now are on a premier team but from the ages of 10 to yeah. 17 you know you sustain three concussive blows that's an issue isn't it
0: yeah i mean 100%,
1: 100% it's quite scary isn't it because it is there's issue, like what, what do you yeah. think, you know um so like there's and and just kind of as a a background of what there is like it's not you know i think i think we have not we but organizations especially in the lower levels have gotten way better and the education has gotten way better um you know there's, there's things now that like the scat 5 i think is still pretty much the go to for yeah for kind of low level uh concussion assessment so that that stands for the standardized concussion assessment test five so the fifth one um and obviously you know all of those kind of tests are are problematic because they're self-administered so there's bias uh there's no baseline which is important it's easily cheated on you know because it's it's objective and also if you give that to a 10 year old and ask them you know how they're feeling you know they'll be like oh so excited because i played my first rugby game (laughs) you know meanwhile they're like throwing up and a headache (laughs) yeah you know
0: yeah so i really enjoy no i promise you like my favorite when timmy passed and he passed me the you know he's just trying to get the words out and he can't yeah he's not even facing the camera david he's just like (laughs) my game today was actually really good and um sorry oh oh you're over there you're over
1: there (laughs) yeah yeah exactly No, i'm fine i swear i swear i'm fine yeah absolute space cadet but he's good he's on the moon checking if your stats Get are right about how many golf me. balls they're on. Meanwhile, he's saying that he's fine. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> he's sat there just staring at the moon. He's like, I see the two, there's two golf balls on the moon. No, I see them. I
1: see them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's the, that's, that's the difficulty. Fun. And then, you know, there's other, other ones that are better that are, that are more objective um so they're like computerized and you get a baseline even i did that when i played ice hockey i had to go and do like a baseline concussion test so that if you think you have a concussion you go back do the yeah. same test and then see your different scores so you know base level that's that's pretty good except it's so easy to cheat you know i could just go and do the test the first time with my eyes closed and and with zero hours that's, of sleep what i've and heard is a lot of people do really, have done really that bad. in rugby. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you do. No, you a, just do really bad. A lot
0: of people would just get the answers wrong just on purpose. Yeah. yeah.
1: The second time you do it, you look like an absolute genius because you did better than the first time.
0: One of the big ones that I I heard about when first talking about concussion management was actually the Harlequins uh, using mouth guards in order to like mathcard technology in order to improve player welfare um, in order to be able to track these concussions. So I think it was the 2021 20, season or 2020 season. I'm not sure, but they used um, pro tech technology, uh, which was supplied by a sports and wellbeing analysis. Um, and it played a significant part in the premiership for both Gloucester and Harlequins. Cause they were the first team. I think Harlequins were the first, first team to use it. And, Basically, the data is sent back to the sidelines through sensors placed in the mouth in the player's mouthguard and provides a number of benefits in term, in terms of both welfare and performance. So we're talking not only does it help I think it measures like the cortisol of the saliva. I'm not sure I couldn't find it actually on on the website or anything like that, but I think it it uses that so it can send back the data to like in real time during a game, but also in training. So therefore people have started to reduce the amount of contact in training, right? And it also means they can use it to a tactical advantage as well with this data. So it's not only a great way to measure um, concussion prevalence now, it's also a great way to help um, plan training sessions uh, and improve performance. So it basically, like one of the Gloucester coaches said that the mouth guard can monitor the velocity of your head movement, which is a really good indicator on whether you've potentially had a concussion or sub concussive hit. And basically, these these tiny electronic chips measure impacts and sends data in real time to a receiving station that can be plugged into the team doctor's laptop. Uh, the chip literally is only like a millimeter of thickness to the side of the mouth guard that players have reported having no problems and no discomfort with it. And I mean, it's just I feel like it could be what when with more teams adopting this sort of new technology it can even go into different sports hockey or, or american football where you know p- players wear mouthguards, or even like boxing mma so you know when they're ringside in my opinion ringside you've got the corner or a team doctor who's who's got no um no stake in either teams is not biased he's just an unbiased doctor sat there with an ipad seeing okay this guy's actually received a lot of knocks to the head obviously it's mma so there's going to be a bit of leeway about this but he can actually see when like a massive hit has just absolutely blasted the guy and he stood there like this right and then just stop it early instead of doc adop- uh, instead of the referee sprinting from the side to try and stop <laughs> this guy from getting the next blow to the head so i think how it be you know, a ref, bit of fun on there how but how um, far away
1: is that ref standing
0: mate i will send you some videos right there, there's That's been true. times where the ref's like okay this is a good fight yeah, this is a yeah, good yeah. fight and he's quite far back next you know there's a massive kick to the head that guy sent all the way to jupiter and he's just the ref's just like that oh jesus and the yeah, guy's just true. gone down and the next guy's just following with a hammer fist.
1: <laughs> it's, it's a bit um honestly it's insane a also techie, if i was but, uh, for the mma i would just be like this like against the cage i'd be getting as far away from that yeah. as possible but... <gasps> <laughs> yeah.
0: you know because that's Ooh, uh, that was a good hit that was a good hit yeah 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 yeah. Um but yeah, no, I mean that's so really it,
1: interesting because we're talking about kind of pitch side assessment and 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 a big issue right now is you know, do you play and do you go do you play or do you not stick that. And <laughs> And I was reading a paper. It is absolute joke because right now.
0: And I was just going to say, like, it's obviously a great tool for the medical team to use. But it just once again, it's not solving the massive problem. But at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll come to my opinion right at
1: the end once we've got past. It's much better, though, because because right now 100%. it's in lower levels and it's too bad. It's again, we come back to this issue of lower levels. And it's, you know, these things are such high costs. And it's unfortunately, at the end of the day all about the money so we almost need some rich philanthropists to be like yeah i'm gonna support making millions and billions of these chips to give to lower level teams you know and then educate the coaches of how to use the technology because right now obviously lower level teams don't have access so how do you deal with that and so and so this is this is legit this is what they should adopt they should adopt a, a recognize and remove or when in doubt sit them out <laughs> Lol, nice <laughs> science. You know, imagine and, I can't
0: and, imagine a massive coach, the <laughs> the owner of like say the Cowboys in the NFL, and he's on the radio. He's like, hey, if in doubt, sit him out, lads. Yeah, sit him out, yeah, well like what is more like
1: some <laughs> massive, just absolute brick house rhyming, yeah. <laughs> But and and so this this what you're talking about is really cool because it it takes away that subjectiveness of it and and makes it very objective. And I guess maybe I wonder if research could find, you know, what's the what's the upper limit, excuse me, of of inertia. And I think they do know that what's how much inertia is is needed or momentum is needed for you to actually get concussed it's some, it's, it's pretty low yeah. for what actually the hits that, the hits that happen. And and at what point do you say, okay, we've mm-hmm. seen the data spike over this level for this length of time, or these many hits, we're going to pull them out. Um, but then again, it's like, it's a business, isn't it? And, and, and in a way it's, it goes back to like what the culture is at that sport and in that environment, you know, at kids i would say like that culture does yeah. need to shift of more like um health first performance second because they're kids right but also no kid wants to come off because maybe in 30 years yeah. he's going to have anger issues right like no kid's going to be like what no like i'm I'm playing this is fun i'm having a good that's time, the thing isn't right? it like but then at but higher levels and case, then at, say and, you're on
0: the doorstep of a massive.
1: Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, carry on. Sorry, sorry. OK, OK, OK. <laughs> and then and then in higher levels, obviously, then it's a business. Right. And what you were saying, like the, the culture of uh, like we're, we're going to if if we lose that player, well, we're going to lose probably. And that player being like, well, no, I'm not going to come out because of this. And maybe the repercussions that are going to happen if I have to sit out for a lengthy period of time. Like even even saying at that level, right?
0: Say we've got a level where, um, you know, I, I'm on the doorstep of NFL. The the Arizona Cardinals are just about to sign me for a multi-million deal. Excuse me? I'm going to be a little bit foggy in older age when I'm 50. All right? Yeah. Uh, you know, people yeah, have yeah, that yeah. mentality where they just want to get that money. Think about it. You've come from, say you've not come from a a, a great background. You know, you, you've always been starved of having nice things like new new cleats there mm. you go american football new cleats i'll stick to that um you you are going to want that multi million de- uh, million dollar deal you're not going to want to just say no actually i, I don't want to do that because i can have a risk of concussion and have a risk of having high levels of cte in the future no mm. you're going to want that you know so that that's the thing it's 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 i think it's it's just trying to find that balance where technology can help monitor and allow the players to have best return to play protocols following the severity of their concussion but also understanding that it is a business you can't take away. I mean, I watch rugby because obviously I love the sport, but a main element of that is the big hits. You love mm. seeing someone get absolutely crunched. Mm-hmm. You know, you love seeing a massive hit take place. And at the end of the day, you know what you're getting into. If you don't want to take that risk, then just don't do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like as as an athlete, you wanna be in that position. Like you you play that sport because you love it right i played ice hockey i was okay yeah. i was okay with the risk of maybe getting a concussion
0: and that's that's where you need to just understand it
1: i think maybe what needs to change at that high level is is the education of players of the risks because i feel like yeah i feel like maybe they don't yeah maybe some people don't really understand the risks that are really truly associated with getting getting concussed and and I think you know if I think associations need to be held accountable and 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 teams need to be held accountable for for telling the players up front what the risks are and, yeah. and not and not not sugarcoat it you know, and I think they do need to be held responsible teams especially when there's when there's clear signs of concussion and and not the proper avenues are taken to make sure that that somebody gets the treatment they need and aren't playing before it's really they're really okay to do that i think there needs to be more more responsibility for that and more um i can't think of the word accountability more accountability no
0: I th- yeah yeah i Yeah, I I know what you're saying. And, you know, after reading, after going through all that research, going through the whole process of understanding the current issue, I mean, it's just going to be difficult. Obviously, I'm saying there's risks, but also the interdisciplinary team, the coaches, the managers, they also have responsibility to, as you were saying, um, to bring that technology up there to allow the proper, um, at the end of the day, to allow proper player welfare. Um, So I think it is a balancing act and it is extremely difficult. But You know, that is concussion management. but That is concussion management. And I think what's great is that we're actually seeing new pieces of technology trying to dampen that prevalence of concussions. So it is is exciting to see these new teams adopting different methods. And hopefully we'll see data in the next coming years that they have managed to and succeeded to lower the incidence rate.
1: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Um, And and I think hopefully... You know, we're talking about baseline, and, and I think another area of of kind of research and development could be creating large data sets. So not just one baseline test that you did, but but months yeah. of data of kind of your, your normal physiological yeah. state, whether that's heart rate, balance, eye tracking, all these different things. And again, we're talking about high level situations here, but... But more more data and not only that, but data across different platforms and across kind of different disciplines and even teams. And I think a big, a big issue right now, yeah. especially in research, teams want to hold that close to them, which makes sense because they don't want to give an advantage to yeah. If they found an advantage, they want to keep it. But but I think what be what would be great to see, especially in this, in this space, in the concussion space, is 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 to find a way how to safely and ethically as well share data and share information um so that like you said player yeah. welfare is is number one
0: um, no 100 percent. like it, it does it is it, it, it yeah it is difficult because i'll play devil's advocate as a business um and you know if i'm a, a physio doing these tests all the time to try and create a more accurate understanding of a player's you know mental capacity or their you know concussion baseline tests it takes time it takes a lot you know i guess those tests aren't that um, cost costly but other tests would be different ones and it takes a lot of time sorry going back on time that's the main one a lot of time that many people don't have so i think it would have to be players that take the initiative themselves if they do truly care about player welfare then put in that time that extra time that you've got in that day to find out more. Mm. Um to yeah. do those more tests so then you have a better better <clears throat>
1: profile. Yeah. So just there to you
0: go
1: on real conversation, just, just to kind of wrap it up. What I I guess moving forward, you know, if if you're a if you're a sports scientist, uh, like you are working in an SNC environment or for myself, kind of working with athletes as well or doing more research, um, or or even if you're just if you're listening and you're not you're not involved in sports directly, but you know people who play sports and maybe have a concussion like what how 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 can we in our kind of daily goings, help that culture of of concussions and of uh changing that from like oh no, I'm fine so you know educating and 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 taking it serious and that and that I think that's what I would say is like is is take concussion serious? you know like if if even if you have a friend who says oh i really got a blow to the head you know kind of feeling dizzy or or you know the lights or the phone really hurt my eyes and give me a headache or i kind of feel sick you know <clears throat> i think i think a big thing that we can do is is take mm. that serious and don't just be like uh, ha 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 like you know stop being stop being soft like ten pie, but you know um, yeah i think i think you know practically, that's something that we can all do, no matter where you are and the second thing I would say and and maybe after if you' agree or or have something else matt you can you can say, but I think one education is really important, so you know if you're in a position of being able to educate people who might get a concussion, and the second is is what I come back to all the time, which is relationship building and you know building that buy in before something happens from from either coaches or or players or managers building that relationship building that buy-in so that when something does happen uh they're bought in because they trust you and also i think if you're if you're with athletes all the time maybe that even gives you the ability to kind of get to know who they are who they are as individuals normally and even build this is a very low level but even build kind of a baseline knowledge of you know who are they on a normal day-to-day and and maybe you detect yeah. that hey like you're usually a quiet person you seem and, a
0: bit off today yeah and
1: in the last couple of days you've been really aggressive like you know what's what's going on there what what do you think kind of just practical of like next steps what can you do um practically
0: I think just everyone's got to play their role. You know, as a player, you've got to be conscious of yourself. And if you truly care about that, uh, truly care about play welfare, you take the initiative as well. But then also, even more so, you know, the people around them, the interdisciplinary team, they've got to take initiative. They've got to be proactive in building those relationships, understanding the players better and also recognising tests that they can do that will help the players more. And as a manager or coach um, who's actually got a big stake in there, you've got to realise that keeping your players fit and healthy for longer means that they'll be around for longer means they can probably become bigger stars, which will then be more buying from the fans, which will then actually increase your profits, hopefully. So, you know, so I think there's a benefit for everyone um, in their own little, you know, what they want to get out of it. There is a benefit there if you just prioritize the players. So yeah, very interesting. And yeah, I agree with with what you were saying earlier. Um, And just on a, on a great way to top it all off i think um we will be doing a nice little review of the research that's out there and you may see it on one of our blog posts on the rss website by the time this comes out
1: yes so there new website we didn't so even check out, mention check that. out that www.rsspodcast.co.uk
0: yeah. is that right did i get that right <laughs> yeah
1: .co.uk Uk. yeah Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully it will be, you can listen to the podcast there. Hopefully we'll be putting some YouTube stuff up there as well. Um, And then, and then exactly blog posts, blog posts. So if that's from guests, maybe we can get guests putting up blogs, us writing blogs about what we've talked about or some other issue. But yeah, great, great great conversation, Matt. I think we should, we should try to find someone, someone who's doing research or or is involved in this kind of area to see if we can get them in, get them in for, for an interview. I think that would be great. I think listeners would really enjoy that. That would would be amazing. I would really enjoy that. But um Till then, that'd be great. Till next week. Thanks for listening. If you're watching on YouTube, leave us a comment below. If if you haven't subscribed, subscribe already. Follow us on Instagram. Get involved. Follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, all of the streams. Uh, we're really excited to see what happens this year. We just want to keep bringing you news, keep bringing you information that you can trust, research backed, fun, and a good time. Matt, why don't you take us out episode 19?
0: Episode 19, as David said. This has been the RSS podcast. We're out.